Welcome to We Are Libertarians here on the Chris Spangle Show. My name is Chris Spangle. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I I have a general idea of what I want to talk about this episode. But if if the pregame is anything like the show, we're going to cover a lot of topics, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, two of my favorite people are here, uh, and Harry. Uh, <laughs> well, first, let's introduce Harry. Harry, how are you today? Going good, going good. It's been a, it's a beautiful day outside. I want to be outside uh, grilling meat, but st- I'm actually stuck in here with you. I know. I wish I could grill meat, but my grill got stolen. I had a a big green egg, the Cadillac of grills that I got as a present mm-hmm. for my wedding, mm-hmm. and some criminals. Got into my garage because we left the car unlocked and they got my garage door opener. <laughs> so you gave it to them. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we made a donation of that in a toolbox. But, you know, I got I got the uh, insurance payment that didn't cover enough to buy the new grill, but it's they, okay. They didn't, so they didn't respect the grill enough no. to... See, that's probably No, probably, and they we, threw it in the back end of their truck because there was uh, rain footage and they uh, had to have broken it. <sighs> probably need separate insurance like they have like for collector cars but for grills because some of our grills are expensive and the char that we put inside them should be respected yeah um yeah i i'm actually planning on grilling um this weekend so i've got two slabs of ribs i've got a family pack of thighs i'm gonna go do nice. and then i think that's about it because i, I need to get get back up into good no sides again. right what? No sides. Just if, if, straight if I'm meat. Gonna, if I'm going to do sides, my wife will do sides. And if she doesn't want to do sides, we just have meat. And that's not my fault. <laughs> that's how it used to be at my house. And then I got married. Now we have to have sides. No, no, just straight meat. All right. Well, Cat, uh, hello. You you are a returning guest. You've been on. Was it once? Was it the? It was the, after the Dobbs decision. Yes. Okay. Yes. But you haven't been on a second time. Right? I haven't. Okay, but I'm very glad that you're here, and your podcast co-host Moni is here. Hey, everyone. And you both, <laughs> uh, you are the hosts of the Fake Ass Book Club, the Fab uh, Podcast. We've been talking about doing this for over a year. The last time we had it scheduled was last April, and then I had to go to the ER for a. a remember the neck infection? Yeah, I do yeah. remember that. that. that yeah. Terrible. It was really yeah. bad. I knew uh, you'd recover though. I did, I, I did. After nine different antibiotics, it finally we got it down, and, yeah. and two different painkillers. Lost a half an inch of height, but here you are. <laughs> they had resilient. To, they had to amputate my neck, but here I am. Here you are. Um, and so we wanted to talk about literacy and reading, and uh, first, just straight up, tell us what your, what your podcast is about. I feel like I always start that. Why don't you tell me? Well, right, you Kat, started our podcast one day. Our origin story is one day Moni was like, I need to do something outside of the house. And I'm an introvert, so she was like, Kat also needs to get out of the house. So um, we used to get together every Sunday, but as lives, kids, marriages yeah. like came around, like that kind of went by the side. So now we're like, this is our Sunday get-together thing, where we talk about books, but sometimes we don't have time to read a book, so that's where the fake-ass part comes in. <laughs> but we still need to record every week, so we'll just talk about movies or what's going on or interview somebody. Um, but basically, our tagline is the club is fake, but the talk is real. Mm-hmm. And, then our other, <laughs> and then our other tagline is we're the reason it was illegal to teach black people how to read. <laughs> in real time. <laughs> 
Uh, I didn't notice you guys were black. Uh, yeah, it was Black cool. History Month, too. We're also yeah. here because it's Black History Month. Congra- congrats. I didn't do that. Congratulations. On, that was not on purpose, but yeah. By the time this airs, or we were live, so yes, we yeah. were like, yeah, it's That's, Happy it's Black happening. History Month. Because I hate that, like, when white people, like, I'm, I wouldn't program the show where it's like, oh, let's have black, uh, let's people, have black on people on. I don't mind pandering. February. You can pander a little. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, we should have pandered. We should have subbed you up for D- uh, Dion. We should have shoved Yeah, you should have. Oh, I no. actually, you know what? All the blacks. My wife. My wife was uh, in the hospital yesterday due to, due to the pregnancy, which we'll get into here in a second. Um, but I thought, like, if I can't make it, I'm not going to cancel on Cat and Moni again. Aww. Who could I get to come? Harry can co-host. I thought about asking Dion if he could come and be here. Because like, you, uh, you two, uh, but because, take over. Because you've, I don't know if you've met Dion, Harry, but you. At least Dion knows who you are. You yeah. know him, and then they don't know you at all. So it'd be weird if they just showed up to talk. So I, but thankfully she's okay. Yes. She's got some bed rest today. That's the most important awesome. part yeah. that but, we were still able to. No, peace to Reagan. That's yeah, she is such you. a warrior. Building yeah. humans is it's, hard work. It's yeah. not easy. Um, Moni, can you just say hello for me? Hello for me. All right, perfect. I just got to turn you up a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah, we we you know we were talking a little bit about abortion off air, which you know is a great way to get the podcast started. We, I mean, a little light, light conversation, topic. but that's why I like Cat is because Cat, you know, we can we can like have our deep conversations. And I I noticed about what, with you two, mm-hmm. what's really interesting is I was getting um, Squish, my stepdaughter's here. She is in the other room. She found. Uh, Gunther's toys and was beyond the moon and she's in there playing Rapunzel with Gunther's toys. Yay. She's like, come here and look at this. I was like, you can play with it. So um, and But you two just have like a natural flow of conversation. You two get together and it sounded like you were on a podcast together. How long have you two been friends and and what attracted you two to each other right away? Well, her blackness was something I enjoyed. Um, no, seriously, we actually met. Um, we both went to private school, St. Michael's here um, in Indianapolis. And she was actually a grade ahead of me. And part of it was she was one of the only black mm. kids. So that was one thing. But also she was just nice. I mean, like, she's a whole vibe. So we've maintained our friendship since the 1900s. So I'm very proud of that. <laughs> um, we've known each other now for almost 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Can you imagine? So it's we're not trying. Like we genuinely enjoy each other's company and love talking to each other. In fact, we'll be done recording and be on the phone after. I'm like, is this normal? That's fun. Like, how are we still talking? For we still we talk so much. But Harry, so. that's what makes the best podcast. Like our social group is this social group. Like you're you just put this friendship on the air and it's fun. Correct. Yeah, yeah. The forced friendship of uh, microphones also is also helps too. Yeah. It gives you a purpose to kind of show up <laughs> yeah. with each other. Yeah. But absolutely cuz I mean and again it it's an excuse to talk to one of my favorite people. I mean, Kat, to me, she's one of the most well-read people, so that's why I tapped her for this, too. Um, because, you know, I like to read. I'm just not, like, I don't geek out for stuff. The things that I geek out for aren't, like, it's not, um, it's traveling. Like, mm-hmm. that's, and, I, and really good food. So I like leisure. I'm a, I want. I need to be a woman of leisure. I'm trying to figure out how I can make that happen. Um, it's not working out for me because um, my life is the opposite of leisurely. However, this is um, me tapping into that, though, because I feel like the podcast incorporates some of my favorite stuff. So being around people I like and talking to them. Um, and then, you know, we almost always have... Uh, libations or some kind of right. snacks even if it's before if i would have had time if i wasn't a little bit late i would have stopped and probably bought some food because that's just me like I, food yeah. is a big part of my life i cook a lot um you, like to eat do you bring food to uh to the podcast yeah we try to eat before though 
Because we're trying to be more professional. Look, food is brought to this podcast every week from Vincent, (laughs) and you never share with me. Don't you look at me. (laughs) You're the one in there eating gourmet sandwiches while I'm suffering through this diet. Vincent is my co-host. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, Kat did say that, because I was like, should I stop and get donuts or something? She was like, no, I think Chris is like trying to be good and i'm like okay oh, that would be rude I and guess, i'm also he... fasting yeah. are you yeah so I'm what kind of fasting be... so i'm just trying to give up sweets like really mm-hmm. processed sugar but there was some in the margaritas yesterday yeah, so they definitely was. i took a dub there <laughs> but um so what was so moni you cat said you had the idea for the podcast yeah what was what is what was the goal what is the goal i mean we've done this for 10 years almost 11 years so it's it's evolved over time but yeah you can hear uh, i wonder if you can hear squishing on the she's on, adorable she's very cute um what what was the what's the mission with the show so our mission well cat's mission specifically is to turn everybody into nerds i mean that's one <laughs> thing she's trying to get some good pr for, for nerds out here moni we had um, to Break them up because the I know two of them they were. I was Star like, Trek. oh god, yeah. Just I have to turn my head. Like, oh god, here we go. You you will see Kat on Loki Wall soon. And oh my god, she, she will out nerd Harry. She I, will out nerd anyone. I actually, if we're going to have her, I would probably do like a maybe if we get you on one of the Friday shows because Friday shows we usually sit around and drink here. Oh, let's so go. That's Can I just come fun. for the drink? See, yeah. I'm that friend. I'll yeah. sit and listen to my nerd friends talk Once while again, I drink. Right? Like you're so accommodating. Yeah, that's like, why it's, it's always an easy hang. Boom. Why do you want to turn everybody? Go ahead, Harry. I want to hijack the entire conversation do it. right now. No, all right. Have you played Harry, any of the bridge simulator games? Look at this. What's that? Have you played any of the bridge simulator games? Oh, no. Oh, so I'm not See, a gamer. Now we can. She's oh, even oh that's better. where it goes. Not a huh. No, it's so you don't pay. I was surprised. No, even better. There's like a. The, the, have you ever seen the, some of the Star Trek like bridge simulator games? No, they're pretty cool. So it acts like you're actually on the like the bridge. on the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. You know, I have pictures like on the set of the Enterprise, like the actual Enterprise. I actually have like, one too. So yeah, I will out nerd everyone down. Uh, <laughs> Me too. In I'm order in to break this up, would you mind turning off the air, please? Because there's there's significant a little drum in the in the audio. Please. Um, depends on what temperature is the house. Okay. Off. Depends. No, no. Depends on what the temperature off? is. If it's too cold per contract, I can keep the house at least sixty-two. <laughs> okay. If it doesn't get over sixty-two, then it stays on to its set. All right. I think okay. that's fair. This is why I want to turn people into nerds. That was that logic was sound. <laughs> you can't argue with it. It's like okay, you know. That's that's why I want to turn people into nerds. We need a little more logic in our society. Yeah. What What other reasons? Well, I think we all benefit when everyone is well informed. Mm. I think getting good information out there now, especially since we're inundated constantly with information, since for people who are nerds, that's what you do when you nerd out on something. You yeah. consume a large amount of information about it. And then you also have to distinguish what's real and what's not. So I think that's one of the values of being a nerd. So whatever your nerddom is, like I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not part of every fandom, but when you are, you know what it's like to do a deep dive and learn about something. And yeah, because there's no, I'm nerdy about podcasting. I love podcasting. Yeah, that's my like probably more hairy than libertarianism, especially at this point in my life. But like for me, this podcast, I I like talking politics. I like talking current events. But I'm nerdy about building the podcast part. Like that was yeah. the stuff that I always like. Yeah. So everybody's got something they're nerdy about. Mm-hmm. You know, Moni, what is the thing that you're nerdy about? That, I don't know. What do you think I'm nerdy about? You're I mean, so maybe cool. my job. Um, you know, like, yeah. I mean, I geek out for my job. So, not no, like I want to no. talk about that. <sighs> what am I nerdy about? But if you don't want to talk about it, you're no, not nerdy about it. I got, no, it. I'm not, I got it. Everybody, I'm, I, this is the build up. Oh. <laughs> 
organization. Oh. She is such, that's true. That is true. Yeah. 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 yeah I just will, feel like that's OCD though. Like, is that something we should? No, yeah, that's nerdy. Fine. Is it yeah. nerdy? Okay. Yeah. yeah. She's not lying. I do like organization. Yeah. yeah. We can go like to the container store and like I can't go hog wild. Oh my God. It's true. Cause instantly I am. Anytime I'm. That's true. I never yeah, thought about that. That's the that. strength but you that's bring. that's not fun. Like I wanted it to be something more interesting than me like an organized. Not everything my can be fun. Like that's why I think we make a good combo for the podcast because you do the stuff that makes me want to jump off a cliff. Boom. <laughs> Same to and, you. And yeah, yeah. Cause I love editing. I feel, yeah. I feel so powerful when I'm editing. I'll be like. Like, this is going for like, Yes, you're and, damn right. Yeah. <laughs> getting me to like email. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I'd always love same. it, but. If you have emailed We Are Libertarians, you will get an email in two to three months. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. And if you've emailed me, I'm sorry. I'm just sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's like, do just you, forget Kat, about do you do the amnesty me. July or January 1st? There's just an amnesty. If, it's in, the, if it's in the email box, it's going to the archive. I've never emailed it. Like, oh, yeah. You're done. You're out of here. here. I'm yeah. glad you found ours because I'm pretty sure I emailed you <laughs> when we first. Yeah. yeah. You know, I reached out to you just. You, but once again, also trying is our superpower. We will just keep badgering people mm-hmm. that part and you know what i've learned this has been the really dope part about podcasting for me particular is um consistency over intensity you yeah. know what i mean like i feel like we've done pretty well not because our product is always perfect i mean clearly there's audio stuff and lots of others but i mean the tenacity has been something that is like okay i'm it builds your confidence up. You, there, know? you have to have that when you you're doing a podcast. You have to have it. You have to have like yeah. that that stick to itiveness. Definitely. When you're doing this. Yeah, and we've already done that for years when we were getting together on Sundays. Like we Listen. already had that discipline of like no matter what I'm doing, I'm this coming is to like before self care was there. cool. We were doing self care. Her grandma cooked every every Sunday. Sunday. How am I missing that? Like a home cooked meal yeah. by a lovely old lady. She was mm-hmm. the best. Yeah. She was. The, she made her. The, Hand squeezed lemonade. There was mm. always charcuterie salads. A dessert. Like layer, a de- Handmade dessert. It Yo, was I'm on the couch. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm <laughs> chilling. Like Leisure. Yes, every Sunday. Harry, do you have a grandma? <laughs> <laughs> Grandmas are the best. Yes. I, All right. I, well, I had, yeah. But, and yeah and, 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 yes, that's, this, that was Sunday at Grandma's house. Yeah. All the different I mean, just a black history fact like, mm-hmm. Sunday was the day we didn't have to work for Massa. So, like, yes. that would like, be the woo-hoo. day you'd make a big meal for the family and. You know, kind of chill out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, good. we still do. That. I mean, she would always bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you two, long before the podcast, would get together and hang out. Oh yeah, everybody knew what I was doing on Sunday. Right. Yeah. Like you know, I'm at Cat's grandma's house. Don't yeah. even my dad. Everybody, it was mm-hmm. it's, it was a well known thing. So. Yeah. so, when did that get started, and and why? Did you make it? A, did we you did, make it a conscious slavery? Thing? Wow! It's Black History Month. <laughs> Are you going to make be, this uncomfortable silly. the whole yes, time? That's what we do. Like so slavery? Fun. No, 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 no. <laughs> you, you don't do it. I diffuse it. I have to. Yes, yeah, she does. I was like, okay. That, that is funny. She is the one that likes to poke, and then yeah, you're like the one like, "This is just my friend." She's right? Silly. It's like, guys, we're gonna move on. It's like she's cool. No, yeah, yeah. exactly. I don't look. Don't look. You're, no. you're like in, a, in our group chat, I'll say something uncomfortable, and then Andrew Bowman will be like, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's me every single time. It's like, Ugh. Yeah, like, yeah. Would you believe pa- she's a middle child? My parents are fighting. I've got a <laughs> middle make a child. Joke. That's a, a total middle child. <laughs> Look at yep. me. Everything's yep. fine. Everything's yeah. fine here, guys. Look what I can do with my arms. Right. Exactly. It's like, that's I'm an joke. only child, so I'm like, I'm just going to do whatever, and everyone's still going to love me. Harry, where are wow. you in the order? I'm the oldest. I'm, I'm a middle child. Okay. So you're yeah. responsible. I want a high five. Yeah. Are you oldest? No, middle. Middle. That was okay. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. And and okay, only. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So oldest, yeah. youngest. Squish, I'm the seal of the children. My wife is the first. I'm the first. Squish is going to be responsible as fuck. Yeah, so. man. Yeah. Uh, Out here. She's doing it there. She's like <laughs> ringing a bell. There's a bell on the little She's already got the right energy when it comes to strangers. That bought us an hour. We like it. No, 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 no. She... If I know the person, she's shy. Just pretend like you know everyone. The, uh, right. You'd be like, Dad knows everyone, honey. But if it's a stranger, <laughs> yeah, she's, she's the best. Making um, a beeline. So uh, you, w- when did you just decide, you know what, we're already getting together Sundays. Let's put a mission to this. Well, no, we weren't getting together on Sundays. Oh, okay. Yeah. You like, we fell reason. off. It was a okay. lot of lack. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> because, like, I mean, it's sad. Like, my grandmother had to stop cooking eventually. She's right. just, you know, getting older. And then my kids get older, you know. Mar- and, yeah, it's, it was, life just got crazy. So Moni being the organized person, she was just like, look, if this is going to happen, we need to be organized. And this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, sure. Well, and it has evolved because initially it was just about connecting with my friends. I'm like, I need this time and space with my friends because we actually had two other people that we did it with for a little bit before. But like, you know, it evolved. So it changed. And Kat is, you know, like we show up for each other. Like I know that like her schedule. I mean, even though I have to make time for it, it's like, you know what? We already Sundays was always the best day for us to get stuff done. So it was like, let's just meet on Sundays and let's, you know, because at first I was like, I don't know what this podcast should be about. Yeah. And so that's why I ended up being the fake ass book club because it was about us connecting because and we did have a book club at one point, um, an actual book club where we. I mean, started off really great, reading books, responsible, right. and then it quickly Dissolve. devolved into margaritas and <laughs> talking, and and that's so it. I still wanted to keep you know some of some of both of those things, but um, yeah, 2018 is when I first kind of floated the idea, mm-hmm. and um, you know, toward the end of 2019, beginning of 220, we really started fake ass book clubbing it, and we've been doing it ever since, and. I'm enjoying it a lot. Like I this like has it. been, yeah, it's been a really fun journey. And I do better a lot of times when I listen to Moni. I've, I'm as I've matured, I was like, I just listen to her more. And I was like, okay, nah. yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a nice. It, we complement each other because the areas where I feel like I could use a little something, she's got that, and right. then vice versa. So you know, she's one of the, like I will not do something if I feel like it's not how I need it to be or mm-hmm. I'll I'll she's the procrast- Beyonce of the podcast it's like this has to be yeah like because you know you have a vision for it you want it to be a certain way and she's like this is disposable and I'm the nerds content. at Parkwood that she's no like, one knows about keep doing it throw it out there yeah just throw it out there I'm like you're right so yeah, that's, that's I, super helpful I'm, I'm always that way where it's you know Harry and I he's like the internet is now people just talking Go watch Tim Pool. They don't have a script. Yeah. I'm like, well, it has to be highly structured for it to be TikTokable. And TikTok. So it's, been, it's always it's, been that way. Yeah, but it's not that way anymore. It, a lot it's, of it has mm-hmm. changed. And if you're trying to do it that way, like Hassan Anabi, one of the larger like political streamers that are on Twitch, it's really just him in a TV screen reacting to other people's content eating chicken nuggets. Let's go, chicken. <laughs> it is some of the most lackluster content, but people, but people love it. But you two have found a, a good balance. But why books? Why that's like really what I wanted to dig into. That's, that's a good question. Why? I really feel like because it is historically an act of rebellion. Like mm-hmm. it, I make that joke, but that it's funny because it's true. Like the reason we it was illegal and sometimes punishable by death for Black people in this country to read was because of how dangerous it becomes like i mean initially just because we can forge our own paperwork and be like oh i have free papers like that was Mm -hmm. initially it but then it was because hey you can learn about in this state 
as soon as you touch ground in here, you're a free person and your master's not allowed to human traffic you anymore. This was just human trafficking. So the um, having the information and empowerment you get from literacy and books, like I said, it, it's it's like boring, but it's it's so it's boring but important. Yeah. yeah, I think that's that is definitely lost on white people, and <laughs> uh-huh. that the privilege of knowledge mm-hmm. and understanding. Like, I have a neighbor who's two doors down. She's black, and she has in her attic. She's like, I just wish my grandkids wanted these books, but they don't. They don't care. But mm-hmm. these books are the books. These are the five books that my great great grandfather had that taught him to read and it was such a gift and so yeah Yeah. like she's she was explaining to me one day she was like talking about the privilege of like like what a a, an amazing opportunity it was for him to have those Mm -hmm. the opportunity to learn you know i mean frederick Douglass is a hero to both you and i but you especially harry like Frederick Douglass was given the opportunity to sneak in and learn to read, and he became, I think, the the greatest My guy. writer Icon. and libertarian yeah. in American history. Yeah, great, Icon. great lib- lib- Well, like at the time, he was with the abolition movement for the uh, in, at the Republican Party when it, what is the abolitionist part party, mm-hmm. um, and then which I, I think I always looked up to Frederick Douglass because like the mo- sorry, I gotta go talk to Squish. Okay, no worries. Too many bells. <laughs> <laughs> Those darn kids. <laughs> All right, yeah, but, but like I really because uh, Fre- what friend Frederick Douglass like right after um, you know the uh, freedom from slaves was was done with, he immediately put pick put that sign down, walked across the street, and started advocating for the rights of, of women immediately. It was just like okay, we've did this, now let's just move on next thing, and that's another reason like I, I gave huge respect to uh, Fred, Frederick Douglass. Yeah, I feel like one of the um, one of his um, affairs. Was she was a suffragette, mm-hmm. and that was um, he's an icon. Cool. Honestly, yeah. my son is really into him right now too. He's in fifth grade, and they have to do um, a speech. It's a big thing that they mm-hmm. do in fifth grade, and he picked Frederick Douglass. It was either him or it was going to be Benjamin Banneker, but they have to memorize a speech and have to embody, you know, the energy of that person. And he picked um, what's the Fourth of July to a Negro, That's and my speech. heart swelled with pride. Okay, because he memorized it like that, and he's really into it, and so. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I would venture to say that even for, you know, across the board, people devalue reading in general because, I mean, think about all of the content that we nerds. have. Uh, yeah, I mean, because it's, for, I mean, how, yeah, it's not as stimulating and it requires it's not more of stim- you. Exactly. I think it's just TikTok. one of the harder sort of mediums to get into. It's so much yeah. easier to turn on. I mean, especially now. Like, mm-hmm. we have smartphones. We have access to so much. But to me, that it's like reading, a form of time travel. So to me, it's the only way I really can time travel, which, you know, Star Trek has made me want to do. <laughs> and so, back to Star Trek. Yeah, back to Star Trek. But no, it's really one of the ways to do that. Like to Mm -hmm. me, it's so stimulating, so interesting. But are you an avid reader, Harry? Yes, yes. So like one thing that I really got out of my education was the ability to know that I can learn anything I want as long as there's a book. I can pick up that book and I can read that book and Mm -hmm. understand what's going on in that book. My teachers did a great job of telling me like, you know. The education is education is free. You can go and pick up a book. The piece right. of paper is what you pay for. Mm-hmm. The, the piece of paper that proves Good to somebody boy. that you uh, yeah. that you learned something. <laughs> yeah. Like you learned something. But What's it's, the last book you read? The last book I I'm, well, the book I'm reading right now. The last book I read is uh, it's called uh, Six Not Six Not So Six Easy Pieces. It's a physics book by. Uh, Could you say that again slower? Six uh, Not So Easy Pieces. Six Not, not so, so Easy, easy pieces. pieces. Okay. <laughs> 
Got it's it. a physics book. Sorry, I it's, listen slow. Yeah, it's a beginning physics okay. book. Okay. Um, the book I'm going through right now is I'm reading Quantum and um, The Search for Schrodinger's Cat. It's about the history oh, of quantum mechanics. Got like you. Yeah. When they were getting all the, the scientists together to be in the early stages of going from uh, Newtonian physics to this what we what we call modern physics. I, or, or, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which I'm not a physicist. I, I was just getting ready to just, say so. Uh, <laughs> I love I mean, that. I wouldn't think we, talk, we talked about books. Schrodinger's cat on our uh, program because you read it. enough, it comes up. <laughs> Correct. And um, yeah, because yeah, can that, you explain it for those who don't know? So I mean, I totally know, but explain it to yeah. me like I don't. <laughs> Knows exactly. So I only know because I it, Okay, so the Schrodinger guy, he was, is it indeterminacy or un, indeterminacy? Yeah, indeterminacy of, yeah, it's the. Oh. Yeah, it's a cat in a box with a bomb, and basically while oh. it's in there, you don't know if the cat's alive or dead, so it's both at the same time. Because mm-hmm. you never know when you're going to have a box full of dead cat. So all I'm, all I, all I'm thinking about is bomb ass box. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry. Too much. Yeah, too, um, sorry, too much pat down. Yeah. No, this is science, Chris. Yeah. This is serious. <laughs> oh my god. And the brilliance of it, like the the act of it, the the, the I don't know. The, did I describe that right? I feel like that it's, was it's really close. It's close. Yeah, it's fine. That was There's how some, it's in my the, brain. But the thing is, it's a, it was a thought process to try to Yeah, it's a thought experiment. Yeah, to get basically Albert Einstein to understand or try to help discredit uh, quantum mechanics and quantum um. physics, and 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 they when they presented that to Einstein, he just kind of sat there for a second and went, "Okay, this makes sense now." Nice. <laughs> I, I, can I nerd out real quick? I mean, Everyone. I don't think I can stop you. So <laughs> I'll try. If, if it's too far. I took <laughs> physics in high school. Mm-hmm. And so we went on a field trip to Kings Island and like had to do the physics of Kings oh, that's Island. Cool. What a great well, that's way a to fun learn. way to do Thank it though. You. I wouldn't have gotten a D in it. that class. That See? I- exactly. <laughs> but we were the dorks at Kings Island with like the daggone protractors <laughs> and oh, that'd have been fun. <laughs> and workbooks mm-hmm. and I'm things an like that. Me. <laughs> I need to measure your tracks. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because we'd have to stand there and do like that. But it was like it. Phys- that class was the first time like science became alive to me because we mm-hmm. could do experiments that showed the physical universe. That's why, why we talk about gravity all the time on the show because I'm like, we... Um Harry, dying over here. Harry like, is ready what? to join your show. <laughs> Harry's ready to leave the network. <laughs> Harry, I shut it down though sometimes. It's like, okay. <laughs> it's like, okay, boo nerd. Right. <laughs> Gravity. But that sounds gravity. great, though. Yeah, gravity is a force. Said gravity and Harry swoon. I know. I was like, "Wow, what's gravity happening over is here?" Fascinating. It affects our passage through time. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. To me, well, she does like to remind me about that. <laughs> no, I think so. Like, uh, uh, so like, there was a couple of things that we had like in the chat room. Like, I spent a day and uh, I think a day learning about HVAC systems on in outer space because of how because oh, how yeah. gravity doesn't move and how they have to use like a like, this uh, liquid uh, to move heat and cooling on the space station. Brilliant little rabbit hole to go into. Something I okay. probably will never use. But you <laughs> but, <will> now. <laughs> it's like because the algorithm knows what's to bring to me, like mm-hmm. and stuff. Because one of them was an article about how people use the bathroom in space because you basically have to use vacuums and it was wild Ew. right Mo- well Moni was there a moment in, yeah. in your education <laughs> where uh, so for me it was Mr. Binge in 11th grade standing up in front of the class in world history going power is an illusion because you all could overrun me right now and walk out of class mm. because there's 20 of you and one of me 
but you don't do it because you think that I have the power. And that was the first step to libertarianism. Was there a moment in your oh, education, wow. like Kat, where you were like, oh, wow, I'm really into learning. I'm really, it like, blows your mind and you be, almost become addicted to it. No, uh-uh. <laughs> I didn't, no, I have to, that's what I'm saying, like, no. Um, it was a, largely, I was just trying to get the hell out of there. You know, yeah. I didn't really, I think not until I went to school, so I do medical imaging. I got to geek out a little bit with the physics and stuff like that, because mm-hmm. I've always liked science. Um, so learning about how, like, I, I feel like I'm a practical learner. Like I like learning about stuff that I'm going to actually do, per, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like for me, it was like, oh, wow, this is going to, I'm literally learning the science behind how these machines work, all of that kind of stuff, the, the kilovoltage, the milliampere, all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So not, probably not until I went to college, honestly, like mm-hmm. I don't remember any real formative stuff that blew my mind. Like s- certainly not in high school. I think partly because of the environment, it was a huge high school. Um, and it wasn't like I had that one teacher that was like, you know, I, there's something special here. It was like, <laughs> I mean, I'm just here. You're here. Like, yeah. we're just here. You know what I mean? Like, they're Did like, you, no, you're perfectly average and you're probably, you know, whatever. Did you all, like, like I went through a period, like, in my 20s where I just didn't read, didn't learn. Like, I was, I would listen to radio or podcasts, but it, it wasn't intentional. Like, now I intentionally try to like have a system to learn and read and make make sure that I do that like or were you just did you kind of keep up with your reading and and no. make sure that it was a constant discipline no i think for me i've always i've always enjoyed reading and i made some time for it but it was not ever again like i'm not the nerd one like that you know what i'm saying so like <laughs> That's why I like book clubs, though, because I feel like it is important. Like, I think yeah. it's important, but it's not always the most It's like working out. Interesting thing. Yeah. So, but once you start you know doing it, it's me. like, okay. Yeah. Like it's like, oh, I feel so, better. So, yeah, I've always kept people around who I feel like are, you know, slightly more bril- brilliant than me because I feel like, you know, the company you keep is important. It gives you something to aim towards. So, like, for me, I, I feel like a lot of my friends have these, you know, fancy jobs and degrees and stuff. And I mean... I mean, I have a degree, but it's, you know, for me, I just, I, my thing is really building relationships. I think that my thing is more interpersonal. Mm -hmm. That's, so I'm good at making friends. I'm more so, yeah. (laughs) She stay reading books. I stay reading books. She she never fell off. No. Because if anything more. Like it increased, I feel like maybe yeah, in your like 20s. now, yeah, just now it's like always, always kind of gone up. But been. there was never been, and for me, I've been mm-hmm. ever since I've been able to read, I've been like, give me more books. And then yeah. they started the book it program. It's like you get free oh, pizza. Fuck yeah, Man, <laughs> that try to keep stuff. I kind I read when I'm not supposed to. Like, okay. yeah, where? So I would get jo- in my twenties. Or- I would <laughs> wow. <laughs> There's been times boring. <laughs> <laughs> Oh where I can wish, you imagine? I, right oh, where I wish I said, oh, I wish I was <laughs> reading. Let's get no, to a good but, part. Um, you flip over, I got something else to do. Right. <laughs> no, I would say in my 20s, I had jobs where I could read on the job. Right. I've had, even in my office job, I remember before, because um, I'm old enough to remember before the smartphones and stuff like that, like I couldn't sit at my desk and be reading a book, like right. my manager would get mad. So I started printing out pages on the uh, printer Using and just paper. had books <laughs> that looked like, like I was doing. Doing like paperwork, paperwork, and I'm really reading like Arabian Nights or something. I used to, I used to buy the the trade paperbacks so I could put them in my pocket. Now I've got the Kindle. Wow. I would, I were you the Kit Kat? Like I would walk out with the the book stacked under my chin at the library. No, I knew myself enough to know that I wouldn't be able to keep up with all of them, so it would just be one or two at a time. Now, are you are you a 
I've got to start and finish and then move on to the next one? Or are you like, I read like 50 different books at a time. No, I'm a, mm. I'm a completionist. I, cause I get obsessed. I'm like, especially if it's good, I'm like, Oh, I'm totally into it. Taking notes, mm-hmm. like all that stuff. But, um, and then with audio books, cause I yeah. used to have books on cassette. Like yeah, I used yeah. to actually like oh, have too. my Walkman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fiction or nonfiction? Um, I, I couldn't, I could no, I could no sooner choose a favorite child. Okay. All right. I could choose a favorite child. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all nonfiction. I think I've read one nonfiction book. And we noticed that with our male guest quite a bit. Really? Not really into fiction as much. Um, Why do you think that is? Um, I think it might be they're just dumber. Ooh, hot take. Misandry um, no. will not be allowed on this podcast, just like misogyny will not be allowed on this podcast. Oh, wow. No, I'm just joking. I think we're just different, and it uh, it takes a certain amount of imagination. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people just don't like, like things can be like we with Star Trek. I get why people don't like Star Trek. Right, for, it's just too fantastic. It's like mm-hmm. okay, there's like these blob monsters. What's going on? And for me, I love going there. Yeah. like mm-hmm. make it as weird as possible. So that's why I like fiction fantasy. But at the same time, I love a real story. Mm-hmm. Like there's not we have a segment stranger than fiction because yeah. a lot of times um, one of my favorite writers said that it's like writing fiction is hard because it has to make sense. Real life doesn't have to do shit. Yeah. So you guys, <laughs> um, we'll get back to the fiction on fiction debate. But just to to be clear, like on your podcast, you have on authors. Do you pick a book every episode still, or do you? kind of mix it up like but you're you're intentionally talking about a book an episode or talking to an author or like is that the general vibe of the show I have stats. So like last year we did 52 episodes and we read about 28 books. Okay. But in between, it was like movie shows right. and interviews. See, that's yeah. where I get most of my fantasy comes from watching television with my wife and, you know, in the evening. But reading to me is utilitarian. Like I've got to learn about a subject for this. So I just don't like I've started Game of Thrones and, and I enjoy it. But like reading to me, that's why I do a lot of nonfiction. It's like there's a purpose to it. What about so are you reading Game of Thrones? I'm reading – like last night I was like I just don't want to read about – like I'm, I'm reading uh, – my choice was like four different nonfiction books. And I was like I just don't want anything heavy. I just want to like yes. read something silly because yes. I'm just not in that mood. But mm-hmm. most nights I'm like – all right, let's read about Shinzo Abe and the history of near history of Japan. But right. um, Abe is a gr- he's, he's, <laughs> he's like, an amazing, amazing man. <laughs> that book is dry as dirt, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I got like one and a half chapters left, and I'm gonna finish it. <laughs> okay, I don't want to get he's, he's it. Like, anyways. But Harry, what about you? Is it fiction, nonfiction, um, nonfiction paper? Fiction audiobooks. I will only listen to fiction oh. if it's an audiobook. For some reason, the idea of holding a. The lies. A, <laughs> a book of lies, basically. <laughs> I can't sit my I can't sit still and like get into it. Or it's also a combination. If I get real into it, I'll zone out and mm-hmm. be in that world and best. just do it and just and we'll just chew through it. Uh, I st- I started that addiction in um it was like ninety eight when I got into the Animorph series. I did leave with the whole stack at the library uh-huh. with the entire. Every Animorph book or yeah book I could get my hands on, but like even now, like when I picked up like the World of Darkness and Me series or the um, rape, uh, let's see, was uh, uh, what is that like the Harry Dredson files? Mm-hmm. That was like the last like fiction paper book I, I was picking up, and I was like, you know what? 
I'm going to go to audiobook with these, sit the, this is where I can hit play and go do something else. Yeah, yeah. that part. Do you ever see yourself writing a book? I thought about, but I'm a terrible writer. Yeah, me too. I, yeah, I make great stories, so I write stories for uh, tabletop RPG games. Okay. Yeah, so I am a... Dunge- dungeon Master. I, dungeon Master, yes, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I was never allowed to play Dungeons and Dragons. It was the devil. Okay, see, I learned how to play uh, D&D at church. Weird. See, <laughs> we have different churches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I would definitely like to write a book someday. I'd like to write a book about podcasting, and I'd like to write a book kind of about... Um, and they, I don't, they wouldn't really be for other people. Like, I want to write the book... So it can. So I read this book, How to Blog a Book. Okay. And okay. and so for my podcasting podcast, it's kind of I got started on that track where it's like you write a blog to turn into a book, and the process of like thinking it through in a very systematic way, I could then use for my podcasts. Hmm. So I'd like to do one for this where like I'm really exploring my beliefs about politics and history and sure. religion and like. I'd like want to write a book to kind of like solidify that for myself, mm-hmm. but I don't know that I'd ever release that. It would just be sort of like a like a, an activity to get myself to do it. But I just don't have time to write. Like I'm too busy editing. Yeah, like I'm. So Vincent's just finished up his book of like a couple of months ago. Okay. It's been at his editor. It's now on my desk because I need to finish his synopsis, okay. which I haven't finished yet because I'm also a terrible writer. Um, so I'm trying to like, and I, so I'm, I've been trying to get him alone so I could just like I've been trying to do that like voice his yeah. synopsis like here this is the synopsis of your book I could right. rather say it and then because me putting GPT it down, that yeah because me putting <laughs> it down on paper is like this is awful I'll hit delete that's and he's just like stop it I'm like oh that's ugly. This terrible writing. I'm, I'm deeply, deeply fascinated by the process of writing and writing as uh, like a daily habit, and that's like something I really want to do. Um, all right, let's take a quick break, real quick. Uh, Gunther just walked in, and we're going to qu- say a quick hello. I was like, hi. hi. I was like, I think I see somebody walking up. <laughs> I kept looking. Ooh. Oh, yay, friend. Did you hit a beat? Sometimes. Do you not have a BRB screen? Welcome back to We Are Libertarians here on The Chris Spangle Show. We are talking with our friends Kat and Moni from the Fake-Ass Book Club. And also Harry Price is here. And in the background, if you hear any adorable conversation, that is Gunther and uh, uh, Squish (laughs) having a conversation and playing and being very cute. Serious business. Um, So we were talking about if you would like to write a book. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I write a lot. I write a lot of copy. I write a lot of just stuff. I write, Grammarly says 56,000 words a week are checked. So I'm constantly writing, but it's like superfluous. It's just like YouTube descriptions and podcast descriptions. But does that count, Chris? Because I thought about that as well. So I think it's interesting that you're saying, like, you're good at reading something and saying, here's the story, right? Mm -hmm, Like, here's the... I think Kat's excellent at that. Mm. I have so many words. It's like, well, what is... What are we... What's the moment? How do we gather this up Mm -hmm. very succinctly? So I think that is a vibe. But, you know, I'm I'm noticing I'm writing a lot, too. And it's like, my show notes are... Like, why are they this descriptive? Like, mm-hmm. nobody even cares. But it's like, it, I feel like I want, if yeah. you go into the show notes, like, I want you to be able to reference some of the things we talked yeah. about. Because you might not go look them up. But if I put them right here, I'm making it easy for you. There's people you know? who can't re- listen to the podcast. There you, you go. You know, we've had a lot of people. 
I'm doing tra- full transcriptions now because I can oh, afford for up. us to do that because we've all the years had people ask like, oh. you know, and it just helps people. I think when you have a description, like you're saying, they yeah. can make a decision <laughs> on what to listen to. But for sure. Yeah. I, so I do write. All day, like I'm mostly a writer, but yeah. I, it's not in a way that I would. Uh, I'd love to write a nonfiction book at some point. Right? Yeah, I could feel that. I definitely could feel how that. Ma- how many? Um, like, what's your reading habit? Like, I've definitely built my own reading habits. I'd love to hear how you guys kind of like go about reading. How do you find the time? Your your moms, any. you work, <laughs> you your dads, you work. So I think for the podcast, for the most part, we do audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we're in transit, like I always say, I tell my kids to rate and tip me on the mom app because I'm just their Uber driver. Uh-huh. And so, um, yeah, from going from place to place, a lot of times when I'm doing chores, uh, yeah, listening to audiobooks chores. and podcasts. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But as far as like sitting and reading, because every once in a while there won't be an audiobook for something we've picked. So to have to sit and read, um, I'm listen i'm a introvert so i find tons of time to be by myself (laughs) i'll just like a lot of times when i'm just sitting in the car waiting for the kids to come out like yeah if i have a book pull it out read it read it before bed Mm -hmm. yeah that's why i like early release wednesdays at my daughter's school because you get there early you can sit there and be in line and just read such a peaceful moment oh man (laughs) It's yeah. just that moment you steal for yourself. Or I had another conversation with somebody who's like, the line is my zen moment. <laughs> it kind of has to be because you're just stuck there. You realize I'm trapped and it's like, you know, it's like, <laughs> I yeah, I'm something. just here now. Yeah. Yeah, Isn't that sure. kind of interesting where it's like we have so little silence and so oh much God. movement in our lives so that when you have those little moments of like sitting still, you're like, mm, this is awesome. Holy shit. It feels great. It's, it's awesome. It and we, nice. um, I still like going to the library. We went yesterday. And it yeah. Was Security yeah. let us know. It's one of my happy places. Here. Like, yeah. even if I don't even get anything, sometimes just walking around <laughs> looking at books is just very soothing. Mm-hmm. Same thing, half price books. Like, just oh, seeing yes. what they have. Like, God, yeah, books. it's a good day. It's a good day. Dangerous. If this I have time to go to half price uh, books. I realized uh, about three years ago that when my parents would fight as a kid, I would ride my bike to the library. Oh. And so. Because I was trying to figure out in therapy why I have so many books and why I love shuffling the books and I'm constantly. Oh, you're like Matilda. It it oh. is a. Chris, we got Chris's origin story. He's it's Matilda. A, it's a. Uh, Dion Curry has a comment for you. It said, "Effing nerds." Ah. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Dion. Right. We knew you knew. I so like shuffling the books is like a like soothing thing for me because it was just like the library was my escape. I love reading. I love like I read two hours a night before bed. Like that's I'm I'm a big Kindle guy. I I will Paperwhite or the Fire. Uh, Oasis, I, but oh, wow. the paper See, white. This is where I have to wow. fight you, Chris. I hated the wow. Kindle. Really? Why? I like physical books. I do too, but there's some like at night with a like Reagan next to me with you know when your partner Logistics, yeah. is you know like I'm I'm up for an hour so I can't be on my phone playing TikTok videos like I really want to. Maybe that's why I'm single. I was Maybe. like, <laughs> <laughs> you won't turn that light off. I oh sure won't. Were you as a kid? Did you? I would. Have yeah. my flashlight reading? Yes. In the car. Like, oh if we were on a road trip. Like, yes, when I found they had those little clip lights. That yes. Go yes. Oh. I was like, yes. I just bought one uh, last year because I was like, because right. I can. I want right. my own. It's mine. Um, yeah, every once in a while I've had to do, like, the Kindle app, and yeah. it's my least favorite way to read. I don't like the phone, but the paperwhite is, like, reading... 
a book to me. Mm-hmm. Like and and, and it's and I love sound. it because it's like that's how they read on Star Trek. Yeah. So I should love it, but no, I love a book. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get into it. Is is listening to an audiobook reading? Yes. yes. No. Dion tried yes. to tell us it wasn't. I mean, because you're not. Dion's you're not actually reading. <laughs> You're listening to it, but I don't think that it, one is – like, I think as long as you're um, getting the information, you're still yeah. taking it in. I think some people mm-hmm. can't do audiobooks because – for whatever reason. Because I yeah. think one of our, our brains guests, are different. Yeah, our brains are different. I've heard that from a lot of people. Like, because some people can't do podcasts. Like, yeah. they just yeah. don't like people in their ear. Yeah. yeah. And I love talking. I, I love listening to people talk. So it works for me. And like <laughs> she said, a lot of times, I don't have time to sit down and physically read a book. I'm so easily distracted, you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> squirrel, squirrel. That, 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 that little, so, like, I noticed about 2010 after I got the smartphone, my reading ability and comprehension went way down because my brain's going, what, what's going on over here? Yeah, see that part. It's not even that. It's just, it doesn't even matter what it is. I always, it's hard for me not to be in the moment. So if my kids are in front of me, um, I can't ignore them. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I have to be engaged. So for me, it's yeah. like, when I, if I find a moment to sit down quietly, it's usually at the end of the day and I'm tired. And I'm not usually probably going to read. I'm going to go to bed. So did you like it in school? Work. Like when the teacher would like read you in class? No, you didn't like that. Oh, I did. I loved. I liked that. it. Well, uh, define that. Like, so like there would be a part in the day like where the, our teacher would just let's say like um, the one I really remember is like the uh, Little House on the Prairie series. Uh-huh. So like it would just be quiet time, and she'd kind of turn the lights down. We put our heads down, and she would just read. I don't know that I ever had that. I can't. I don't remember if they did that. Oh, yeah. I think... Huh? I liked that. Yeah, mm-hmm. to me that was deeply relaxing. But for some people, they hate it. Yeah. Like they don't like being read to. <laughs> I was like, that is yeah, I, but to you. me, I've, I've always found it deeply, deeply relaxing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I um, am able to consume a lot of books and get through a lot of books because of audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's it's probably fifty fifty, and I do think it is reading because. The point is to get the information in your head. Mm-hmm. But I will say that my retention rate with audiobooks is probably 60% what it is if I'm really? reading. But what I will do is I'll get the audiobook and the Kindle. And then as I'm listening, I will go and I'm a big highlighter. And so, like, physical book or, or Kindle, I'll have 100 highlights a book, maybe more. And so I'll, I'll get the library version of the audio and the, the Kindle, or I'll get the Kindle or I'll buy it. Mm-hmm. And then highlight the information that I want to retain, and then I all port it over to something called Readwise, which is this app that Put every day you get like twelve different past highlights, so it like helps you remember the information that you highlighted. Um, but I do think that it, it's it's all consuming the information. But if if I, I noticed yesterday, I was like listening to an audiobook as I was driving, and I was zoning out, so I just rewound it ten minutes. <laughs> and turned on music because I was like, I'm not. I've, You're not in the right mindset. I'm not just trying to breeze well, through it. I'm trying to get the information in my head as yeah. opposed to just hit the goal. We yeah. were talking earlier about like why people don't like reading, mm. and I think one of the reasons is because you have to shut down your own narrative to step mm-hmm. into someone else's, and that's why I've always considered it a meditation because you have to turn your brain off that's for so a while. Easy for me, guys, to <laughs> like yeah, and for me it's super easy. I'll zone out super mm-hmm. hard and not hear people talking to me. Like I'll just be gone. But I, I came up with a good question. Like, what's the book you've read the most? Because I feel like you don't really know a book until you like read it three times mm. so like do you cause, and a lot of people don't even reread books or rewatch movies but when i i'm a little bit of a i, I have a definite, definite <laughs> answer harry do you have an answer 
<laughs> I'm trying to think of a book that I've reread that isn't like a technical manual because I have probably read technical manuals right over the. I'm not going to count that, Harry. I mean, I hate to and be I, like I don't know why. I just... technical manuals. Like that's the that's I hate reading Gross. stuff like that. I don't want to be rich. like I. It's, this is ridiculous. My, I don't want to. My aunt threw up. I'm like, yuck! That sounds terrible. My aunt used to always say, "All words, no pictures." Like, I'm telling you, it, I don't want that. Reading the book of nothing but TCPIP technology, it's it's a 24 chapters and it's amazing and it goes into in depth detail of how Ethernetting works, oh. and it's amazing. Okay, that I was not joking about amazing. the, the <laughs> fucking nerd part, awful. but Dion's right. You're a nerd. That is Nobody um, can be as cool as Dion. My mine, God. mine is the number one book that I reread every year at Christmas time. Is a Christmas Carol. I think. The book okay. is so much better than any adaptation, including The Muppets mm. Christmas Carol, which is supreme. That's really um, good. The, the writing is superb. The The way that he tells the story is amazing. The moral of the story is amazing. Um, the second book that I've read the most in my life is All Over But the Shouting by Rick Bragg, who's this southern mm-hmm. author who's an amazing storyteller, uh, has written several books. Really love that book. I read that probably 10 times in my teens and 20s. So, um, But The Christmas Carol, for sure. I, I read that every year because I, I really like that. Um, the Bible, I guess. I knew but you were going to say that. I was like, somebody's going to put the Bible out there. I don't but that, know that to me is like a cop-out. Right? <laughs> yeah, okay. it is. Yeah, that's like a the cop-out. The Holy Bible. Right. Unless Chris. you're reading in Hebrew, then it's okay. What's the book that you most recommend to people? Oh, the Bible. Okay, all right. It's like, give me a break. Now, it's like, I haven't heard of that. Who wrote that's it? A, what a... I mean, that's also a boring book. Like, I don't want to read that. It's also missing chapters. It's, right. It's not the whole thing. It's like, I don't, I'm sorry. I, you know, maybe that's Christian school. Well, what have you read right? the most? Um, I don't reread books. I'm one of those people. Oh, you're, I'm trying you're to. Done. I'm, I'm learning that okay. that's a thing, though. But the one book that I did uh, end up rereading because of the podcast was Feast of All Saints, which we haven't reviewed oh, yet we on haven't. the podcast. That's a, a We're supposed fiction. to do that for Black History Month, and it is pretty much We over. were supposed to do it for a whole bunch we're of stuff. We're supposed to do it. We're supposed to do a lot of stuff, But actually. it's a fake-ass book club. It so is. It's fine. Kat, what about you? I think the book that I've re- I've read the most is Alice Walker's Possessing the Secret of Joy. What's it about? Oh, Be- no. <laughs> Chris, don't I've never heard it. You have a two-minute time two-minute time limit based on Moni's reaction. Two minutes on the clock. Go. Okay, so it's it's about female genital mutilation. All right, and- moving on to the next. So Dion says... A little says, light conversation about that. Dion says, reading and listening aren't the same thing. Because uh, I asked the chat, is listening a book reading? <laughs> Anna, it's, it's audio reading. Audio, uh, <laughs> Anna says, depends what the book is. If there's some theoretical book that you need to reference, it's nearly impossible to do audio. But fiction, it steals something from your imagination a bit. The interpretation does it. And then Sherry says, absolutely. There are studies showing that audiobooks are the same as being read to. And helps children with comprehension, which is a key reading skill. Also, Sherry, a librarian, says, putting on my librarian hat, if you're in Indiana, you can get sets of books for book clubs through Novel Conversations. Look up Novel Conversations. It's predominantly fiction, though there's some nonfiction. Your library will get you sets get you sets for you. So Novel Conversations. I will say that the, the physics books on audiobooks, I, <laughs> I think I've... Uh, I have had to stop my car on I-69. <laughs> the most dangerous. Pull, pull up the book, the physical book, because the audio is like, the what? 
and have to yeah. sit there and like I can't not leave until I so figure this out. What I do is I take screenshots of stuff I want to reference later when I'm listening to a podcast because <laughs> yeah. that happens to me all the time where I'm like driving and I'm like, oh, I want to look this up later. I, yeah. I can't imagine listening to what you're describing right now. Like, honestly, <laughs> I really, I mean, I'm having a hard time with it. Friend. But thank you to everyone who commented because yeah, that was good information. Ron says some people comprehend by listening to themselves. So yes, I'm one of those people. I like to talk it out. Okay. Um, well, there's also like the. Uh, YouTube is also built on a lot of video essays. Yeah. Uh, my video, my favorite, one of my favorite video essays is of Aiden Paladin. She makes amazing videos, and she has an amazing, great. Um, I fell in love with Aiden for her sources because she was just source everything, just pages and pages of mm-hmm. sources. <laughs> and um, but it's some great detail, a lot of uh, statistical information. Of the, uh, but you know, it's probably going to go by the wayside once she finishes like her doctorates. <laughs> So she's not be able to study and have access to all these like really great sources. Yeah, podcasting, like it can be conversational like this where you don't have it. But if you're doing like something like YouTube or a podcast, it's writing, man. It's researching and writing like you did when you were in school. It's crazy. And I didn't. Yeah, that that was surprising. That was surprising. Yeah, the the amount of work in podcasting, honestly, because people tell you like, oh, it's a lot of work. It's like, "Ah, I've worked hard before. It'll be fine. I was like, oh, this is a lot of work. Okay. Yeah. 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 And yeah. then we still do it. Yeah, we still, so of course, like, try. I mean, I still like it. Everything's work, so it just is. find the kind you like. That's, that's my You get to choose your work. Yeah, you got to fill your time with something. You know, yeah. choose wisely. It's the main reason why, like, I do a lot of my own car maintenance, and I choose around the same type of car because it makes the job easier. Yeah. Yeah. So do you read up on it and stuff? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, yeah. See. Yeah. Like when I first took my first engine apart, like I didn't know how to put it back together. I actually had to read to put it back together. That sounds. Uh, I don't like putting stuff together. I do either. It's, it's fun. I think yeah, I get that honest. It, it, yeah, it's a, just a big <laughs> puzzle. Yeah. Enough, do not like puzzles, like really? jigsaw puzzles. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, no. you do not. You don't like. I don't. I don't no. have the attention span for that. Word puzzles. Mm. Everyone listening, like, make sure you follow us on YouTube so you can see oh, yeah. my Wordle every day. I get the Wordle every day. And I record myself solving it. You're welcome. <laughs> I will say, like, taking the engine apart and learning how to put it back together has made me, when I solidified that I knew the woman I was dating was going to be my wife, because I took the engine apart, left it on the dining room table, and she came home from work with this engine apart in the dining room, and she just kind of looked at it and just kept going. Yeah, you found the right one. It was like, you found the right one. I would have had to at least ask, what is this, and why is this? When are we? So can we talk about the timeline on when? I wouldn't even need to know. I was like, I'm leaving you forever. <laughs> when we wouldn't even have that conversation. Lacey <laughs> is a fixing the car and saving money, I'm okay. But yeah. this is not going to be an indefinite project. Yeah. That's what this is not going to be because I can't. Yeah, I won't be able to live. Lacey's a, a saint, a patient woman. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Rivaled only so. by Re- Reagan, who <laughs> has a much worse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! But I do think you know you were asking earlier about guys and why they don't necessarily enjoy fiction. fiction. Yeah. I think that. It, it's a level of practicality involved because even when I was asking my brother, he's like, if I'm going to spend my time, I want to feel like I'm making it count. I want to learn about things that I don't know about. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, but there's a, but I always say there's a case to be made for abstract thinking because there's so much to learn from outside of ourselves. Cause to bring back to Star Trek, like that's what helps to keep you from like you. I realize a lot of my own prejudices because I'm seeing a narrative played out that I'm in, but it's not exactly me though. Like I can see myself a little clearer because I don't have my biases <laughs> chiming in. I wonder if it's so maybe it's hard to break in. It's why they just maybe. make a million Marvel movies now. Because like if you said to me, "Go read a fiction book," I'd be like, uh, "I guess I'll get Game of Thrones because I right. like, that. like that." You yeah. know the right? characters, but like. <laughs> 
I don't know. I just wouldn't go to the library and just pick a book off the shelf in the fiction section. Yeah. Like well, science and, and what, fiction section. Yeah. Yeah, and that's one another reason why like uh, Japanese manga has gotten like huge huge oh, yeah. because of like there's some of different number ones there's tiny little series and a lot of them are self-contained without 30 yeah. 40 years of backlog oh, crap yeah. that you may not need is the reason why like most modern american comics suck because you don't know where to start oh, they have rebooted it rebooted it yeah. so many times you know is this new 52 did this flashpoint did this happen yeah. but which flashpoint well which green lantern are we talking about you know yeah. but that's why yeah. you got to stick to archie comics archie. <laughs> i loved archie comics that's how i read most my book it i wrote down mark twain but it was and archie that's probably why i'm friendly towards the concept of polyamory because that's basically what was going <laughs> oh, on wow <laughs> i mean not for my but like i'm just not openly rejecting it for people like you're crazy and be like yeah i saw this play out for a while they were it was so weird like looking back now i'm like i just was reading this as a child and just, them both sipping out of that milk milkshake i was and, like and then he'd walk to the other table and sip out of like it's like hey what yeah, I used to. That's one of the things I used to like. Because um, this was back when you could buy comic books at the grocery store, mm-hmm. and that would be my thing. I'd get those. Uh, yeah, I almost got her an Archie comics, but you just made me rethink it. <laughs> it's in, I mean, I've got those some, hiding in the basement. I'm gonna go put those. There would be some Playboys. wild stuff in there. I mean, you you get away with more when it's cartoons. Hmm. I had the biggest crush on a girl in high school that looked like Jughead. Is that really? A that is weird. Well, that his girlfriend. It's funny you didn't say Jughead's girlfriend Esther because she looked like him. So why not? <laughs> like, you could have had it. <laughs> There's a weird thing, Harry. Have you noticed with libertarians where they date somebody who looks like them? Oh, you're just in love with what? yourself. That's fine. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> love yourself. Uh, I don't, I don't notice that. You know. Sherry says, looking for cheap physical books. Libraries typically have book sales in April. They sell the stuff we read it out in donations. If you're in an indie, they have a huge sale. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I guess I guess for me, yeah, I, don't, I probably don't read a lot. I do read, like, classical like the Iliad, like I've been in so do that you do for like two novels? years. Graphic novels, meta brought up. Mm-hmm. No, there's like some really good graphic novels. I just read one called The Plot about the um, protocols of the elders of Zion that I'm going to eventually Jesus. get a show done on. <laughs> Actually, Isn't that like the anti-Jewish thing? Yeah. Yikes! But so Will Eisner's this invented graphic novels and oh, his okay. last graphic novel was about that Yikes. and basically showing what a fraud it was oh, okay that's cool then um but i've i've when i've read graphic novels in the past i've enjoyed it but there was always a purpose to it it, it was when i was a kid i loved like batman and hmm. you know fantasy stuff but i just don't but have maybe because I, you know when i'm thinking about this concept of like women maybe liking fiction more or you know yeah. being so for me i think i like learn i like people that's what i'm learning is that i like hearing people's stories so i like um biographies a lot of the time mm-hmm. yeah who i think might be interesting but it's almost like in my real life i don't there's not a lot of exploration of certain you know what I mean like everything is like task oriented so it's like I need time to take myself outside of would you you also say that like it's it's like um women I mean women recommend things to each other maybe a little more like in the history world like in you know like Robert is always you got to read this history book yeah because it's the storyline and it's great the historical you know writing and it's really good is it maybe just that a lot of your guests have friends? So it's like an entry point where it's like, I read, you know, where the crawdads sing and you've got to read it. I figured it out. It's because real life is so much worse for women. We're looking for an escape. Thank you for saying that. Like, so, so <laughs> not like that. So I didn't know how to, I don't know how to verbalize it 100%, but I do think 
Because um, that's why I love Star it's Trek. Because like in the future, time. it's not sexist. Like Free that's time. why I loved going there. Because the women were just it's people. one podcasting in real life. Yeah, like, it's like because everything future. is so tapped. Yes, there's not like. Um, like I'm not gonna sit down and play video games. It's not my jam. You know what I'm saying? So right. like, I think that sometimes reading can be that for a lot of women. So like, you, you know, whether it's now we don't really get into like, um, you know, romance novels and stuff like that. No. Maybe when I was younger because I didn't have access to real actual romance, and so it's more fascinating. But um, or you know, sex stories and stuff like that. But I think at this point, I think just taking yourself outside of just what the everyday normal. Yeah, yeah. Just it's like wow. Okay, I get to go somewhere else. Yeah, this feels very. Anna says books were what movies are right now. It is known women loved what would be rom coms in book form, and it became it, and it was becoming a problem. Like the Jane Austen stuff. Um, I would Harry. I feel like men do have like like I'd say video games is definitely like a fantasy and escape. I mean, yeah, yeah, Yeah. and which video games to a lot of people if you. Well, certain video games, I should say, because the video game industry is large, just like any other type of industry. But video games sometimes do have like visual novels into them, and they also do have stories to tell, just more in an interactive fashion. Oh, yeah. And since men are more visual, they like to see different things, so video games will attract them. So they will pour into these really long video games that have really amazing fictional Story stories to tell. Yeah. Like most men, like you probably haven't read like a, like um, the Iliad or like, or won't even know what the heck Odysseus is, but I could probably go through different stories from like Final Fantasy seven and eight and, and a lot of different like uh, RPGs games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say that. So I read a lot of history, but the history is an escape. It's not purposeful. It's almost like reading fiction and the the books that me and my friends recommend to each other, my fellow history nerds, mm-hmm. they're always books that are written like like Eric Larson is like the gold standard right now of okay. you know or David McCullough writing history in a way that's like a not like a novel like okay. a fiction, and I think part of the the escape is control is that you know the outcome so you can kind of pick the outcome that you want mm. as a way to kind of like, you know, where is if you're reading like politics, you're getting mad, you don't have any, <laughs> you don't know the outcome of right, what right. this is going to be. It's a constant motion thing where mm-hmm. like you sort of always, knowing. you right. always sort of know how if your, your, your uncle or granddad is into Hitler books and World War II, <laughs> right. like they love getting into that subject and kind of finding the nooks and crannies of things and, like it, it is sort of that control thing. So yeah. you know where it, where it's sort of um, like I, I don't I I don't have control over here in my future, but I can at least kind of understand more about this thing and you know kind of find those nuggets. I also also think when it comes to a lot of different men's friends groups, it's like mm. a lot of men don't have a lot of big like huge friend groups, sure. especially or any or any. Yeah. Oh, wow. So like that's, that's yeah. weird. Well, men it's are just an, less. We're evolved to be more social than men. Yeah, yeah, that's just so it, it can happen. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's yeah. why female yeah. like autists are really hard to discover or diagnose. Is because yeah. uh, we're women just, we're keep, just pronounced difficult, <laughs> pronounced <laughs> because uh, women keep updating. Like, well, men will just uh, in a, in a computer term is like if men have a social passion, it's wrong. 
they'll just keep the same patch. Right. Well, we, women will just like, well, I just picked up a new patch for this other woman. I'll just update my social patch, and they'll, so it's just kind of like keep the, masking it. The statistic but, is like, oh, go ahead. But like the thing is, like, so like my like I for low key started out from like just like them was just a group of men that I've been keeping. So the idea of like we would meet on Fridays and keep meeting. I even we introduced like like trying to because a lot of men are also touch starved, so we also make sure like we get hugs in a lot of these guys that have come around. But the thing is, like our group, like our Discord channel, is that we have. Like Loki Jim has a massive database of mangas and graphic novels that we recommend to each other. Like we have read, we also have anime on there. Like, hey, these are things when people go like, what should I watch? And we go, here's the database. Look at this massive database. Please add into it. Um, um, Producer Paul actually like uh, because he loves data, but he only likes data for his personal life. It's weird guy, but uh, (laughs) amazing but weird guy. Um, And he helps procure and make sure the database stays up to date. Very nice. Yeah. Well, I like that books bring people together. I mean, even though I feel like all of us might pick different books, mm-hmm. I think I like the idea of reading as something that brings people together. And you have conversations with people you would never imagine having conversations with. Because you, you all know? went on the similar journey. Like, exactly. that's the thing, because storytelling is a, mm-hmm. it's why it's called the hero's journey. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it takes you through it. So when it's done well, at the end of it, you're like, wow, that was amazing. I want to talk about this with somebody. Like, right. that was my biggest thing. Like, I've, I get so excited about it because, and that's usually how we would recommend, like, I'll be like, I need to talk about this with somebody so right. you have to watch this or you have to read this because I want to get your impressions and then when you're of this it. excited I'm like okay yeah. <laughs> I'm what was the, the yeah. study that most men at 60 have their only friend is their wife oh, yes. so women oh. have a support group that's yep. crazy yeah. and then it, and Harry and I have always that? talked about that because that's part of what we want to do here is like model healthy mm-hmm. masculinity male that's good and male friendships and so you know uh, Harry has always I've always argued like video games are kind of a problem. He's like, no, this is the mm-hmm. thing that guys will use to bring together because it's almost yeah, like a book club. Mm-hmm. It's sure. just a tool. Yeah. It can yeah. be used well or poorly. Right. Yeah. But yeah, like Reagan the other day was like, who's your best friend? I don't know if you have a best friend. I'm like, like you, babe. Well, definitely. It's like, don't Harry, say, don't say me. Harry, Jeremiah, <laughs> Aaron. That's a trick question. You're supposed right. to say Harry. <laughs> Yeah. Well, she was like, and don't say me. Oh, yeah, see, oh, I yeah. knew she it's still a trick question. It's still a trick. Because she's like, I go see Michaela every month, and I have a little, like, mm-hmm. I'm like, but for me, like, going and being with Harry every mm-hmm. couple weeks, mm-hmm. like, this, like, the activity of doing things, mm-hmm. you know, where it's, it's like our it book club. It is more activity-based for me. Yeah. It's like, yeah. we sit next to each other and do this similar thing, whereas <laughs> with us, it's more like we're sharing stuff. Like, it's yeah. more, yeah. so I think it's more interpersonal. Um, because I do, I, like, have I need to, to talk to my kids. I need to talk about my kids for twenty minutes. That yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll sometimes do that. You yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. But I, I think that to, it's, yeah. it's a it is a, it is self care though. Mm-hmm. Like, and I like that you're mentioning that you know men should take part in it because I'm always like, baby, you talk to such and such. You get so wrapped even up the in your work now. Like he would try to arrange stuff through you and our other friend. Like they would want to directly. Yeah. You want to be like, hey, reach out. I'm like, why don't you just text him? And it's like, uh, you know, there's always this weird sort of thing where it's like, you could just, you know, I'm yeah. that friend though. To like, be I'm a friend, friend who yeah. will call you want a friend, I be a friend. To. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but I think that also too, men don't, don't probably have. At on the other hand of that. um I don't think that the expectations are as high. 
so for men for, to, yeah, for, yeah. for maintaining friendships you know like you might get a needy friend like I don't do needy friends where it's like well you didn't call like we have <laughs> lives and stuff and so you know what I mean there's no yeah. way for that stuff falls off <laughs> absolutely I think that's kind of understood with men too because even if it's been a long time I'm yeah. sure if you called your friend up they would be like I haven't heard changing, from you in a while though. I'm glad we talk about this now and things mm-hmm. are changing and we can like because I, I feel like that's one of my favorite things about reading is you see the same problems kind of over and over again yeah. to me that's why because you mentioned history I love of history yeah. like to me um like his the past is never past we're still doing the same stuff I like, like historical human fiction people make jokes about podcasting but like this has become a huge way mm-hmm. for guys to connect and build relationships mm-hmm. and it's the core of my friendship groups right. sure it is you know yeah. you for you too it's a it's a purpose to get together yeah. and the other thing what i've also noticed but i because i'm always trying to get the circle to grow to get bigger mm-hmm. and i'm always interact and i'm more interacting with more dads now that i'm becoming more of a mm-hmm. dad i'm more nice. and a lot of the dads i'm noticing are just like women in the past have felt like I feel that I'm letting my family down or doing something that I'm doing something away from the family. Yeah. And it's just like, it's okay to go off and be yourself. So, well, there's a lot of women groups that are just, uh, uh help them to tell me like you have, it's okay to have self care to go off as of the family. And men just don't have that currently. Uh, uh, let me echo what you just said, because I went, went to a men's ministry group about three weeks ago on a Tuesday night. And it was 25 men who were all over 50, who were 50 or 60. Mm -hmm. Most of them had teenage kids. Mm -hmm. Um, All but one was married, just suburban dads. Mm -hmm. Uh, And half of them felt guilty for being there. Yep. They felt, Mm. and it was the only outlet that they had to like vent their emotions. It was, it was kind of sad to be honest Mm -hmm. and made me really appreciate you and all my friends like where we can talk about like i can text you yesterday Mm -hmm. and go like hey uh you know and you're like hey call me if you need me Mm -hmm. these guys didn't have that and by week three there were eight and so they just uh, they find reasons not to come but one dad expressly said like I've got three kids. One of them is over the top. Like, I feel bad leaving my wife alone where she has to carry the load, you know, where it's like, dude, you're going to pop, man. If you don't, you don't find some way to get community. I mean, it's just hugely important. One of the dads we're going is because I show his wife that like this is our the the other men's that we hang out with yeah. and just showing them like like us all having just being healthy and guys together and when we game and and just and so she helps force him out like go yeah. Yeah. go hang out with them it's <laughs> fine get that when out you of the when house. you see a study like last week where it's sixty three percent of men under twenty are single and have no plans to date because mm-hmm. they get all of their needs met online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's an incredibly bad statistic because what that means is that they're not going out and actually getting face-to-face community. Mm-hmm. They're not – I mean, mm-hmm. if you have no interest in dating, it means that there's some piece of you that is not right. Like well, you're Not necessarily. Not necessarily. <laughs> no, 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 no. Here, let me finish because <laughs> I'm right and you two want to jump on me, but I'm yes. telling you I'm right. For different reasons. If you want to – if you – my life – when I was 25, I was one of these guys. I was 300 pounds. I lived in my mom's basement. I had no job. I had no health insurance. I had no interest in almost anything. I didn't I wasn't trying, right? And when you're when you're just accepting kind of a hermit lifestyle and not pushing yourself, you know, in your physical life, your mental life, your emotional well-being, your your career, like 
that's what makes you attractive to not just women but people in general. Mm-hmm. And when you go, I'm just not going to push or I'm too uncomfortable like with these things, like that's that's a a red blinking light on the engine that one of those pieces of your life, your spiritual life, your hell, you know, mm-hmm. these things have to be in balance. And when I look at men today, I don't see that, especially when you talk to your female friends about their opportunities or uh, for, for dating. They're like, guys are just shit. Yeah, that's why people don't want to date. Like, that's the thing, too, because I don't think there's anything wrong. Like, I'm not really into dating right now. Um, and it's not because I'm not trying. It's just terrible. Right. It's just... <laughs> well, you're an exceptional person who has, like... Oh, thank you. Let's leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> like End of story. I, I stopped dating, too. Cause, yeah. And it wasn't that I was in an unhealthy place. It's that I recognize that, like, I need to get off the treadmill because mm-hmm. I keep hurting myself. I keep hurting other people. Like, I need to focus on those areas of my life. Mm-hmm. And, and I need and to not everybody wait wants for the to be right coupled. person. Like yeah. I don't think everybody because they always say there's somebody for everybody. No, there's not. Like you, sometimes you're just going to be single, and that's fine. There are exceptions, but 63 percent of men under 20 mm-hmm. are not, not under 20. Be, 20 under 20, 30. Excuse yeah, me. under yes, 30. Yeah. yeah, but all right. So like the statistic, uh, you're looking at the statistic, and uh, I want you to expand that out. So that was males, right? So like the 30 percent. Now, when you go to the flip side, the female statistic, what is it? 60 percent are registered. I don't. I didn't see the. The female, the female statistic side. is flipped. It's mm-hmm. the almost doubled. Most of them are not single, mm-hmm. um, because also the dating the dating world is also different for men and women under mm-hmm. the age of 30. That's under true. under age of 30, most men unfortunately are not are, fun to date. They're, uh, well, they're, they're also just shit. They don't have nothing because to offer. Of that, they don't yeah. have nothing. They're not to, fun they, to date because they don't have. Shit. They have either a crappy job, so they're working ten to twelve hours at yeah. some place. They have barely any money. They have massive student loans to pay for, and the majority of women are wanting men to pay for everything for their debt, their their the date, and using them as foodie calls. Mm-hmm. So there's a so there's a very toxic mentality with them. So it's like, why do I want to do that? But then again, there's also a <laughs> massive pool of 30 to 50 year old men that are dating 20 year olds and they're coming in with well I've got a car I have you know do you want to go date this guy he always got his you know natty ice and an xbox come come hang out with me I'm gonna go to blend bar cigar I'll pick you up in the jag let's who you gonna hang out with I have a sister-in-law who is very bright very intelligent she like she's uh you two are very similar she's on a college campus right now and she's just like there's nobody intellectually that's they're not funny, they're not smart. They're, Damn, <laughs> and I, I they're so, a little crazy. Hey, so there was Aww. this book called it was originally called Mate, and that was what women want, and it's called and it was born By out Tucker of the, Max? the yeah yeah. So because I listened to his podcast, the mating the grounds. mating ground. Yeah, and let and me he tell lays you what, that out pretty well, Cat, that changed my life because good. it was and a, that's why can we wreck? Here, let me fit, let, oh, I'm listening to it right now. I'm re-listening to it. It's are you really so well. It holds. I mean, because it's still the same stuff going on. I'm so excited that <laughs> I'm super excited too. Uh, <laughs> the the reality was like I I had just gotten divorced. I was kind of like had a couple failed relationships, and I'm like I just can't meet. Oh, blah 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 blah, blah. and I'm like, 
Then <laughs> I read be a better way. I read that book, which was a response to the game by Neil Gaiman. Oh, which was gross. Which was gross. Which yeah. is the nagging, like yeah. putting you down, but also complimenting right. you. Right? It's like yeah. that top was so pretty. They didn't have it in your size. And I'm not. I mean, it's like you're almost as hot as your friend. Like it was that kind of. Stuff. Yes, yeah. right. It's really <laughs> wildly <gross>. insecure. <laughs> yeah. Much. But Tucker Max and evolutionary biologist Jeffrey Miller did this podcast and book that kind of like said the reason you're single is not because women hate nice guys mm -hmm. it's because you're fat you're lazy mm -hmm. you're broke you hate you're, yourself you, you hate yourself them, you period. don't see them as people like, that was yes. the overarching theme was yes. like you have to engage women as people mm -hmm. first right because his his advice was like make female friends like yes. don't even go in with the idea of like i need to ravish this have that was right that no it's a great point that i've totally forgotten that it was like your point of dating should be making friends and yeah like some of my best female friends still are people that i went out with that we just it was like See? it just we connected but it wasn't right. this was not my person yeah. i was going to marry right yeah. mm -hmm. but and they have become like you know when we go out of town my friend michelle we exchange each other's you know cat duties <laughs> right like <laughs> it's, you know and i always i encourage cat with that too i'm always like you know you need more like male platonic friends and I think that when we engage each other, like you're saying, like with no real expectations, like it should just because we have genitals that are opposite does not mean they need to connect at any point in time. Like, why not? Let's just engage each other <laughs> as people. Like, what do you think is interesting? I would like that. Are you, you low-key calling that. cat an incel? I mean, it's pronounced femcel. <laughs> <laughs> It's voluntary, <laughs> for sure. But, but just in general, like, I think I got a gift of having, like, two brothers. Like, mm -hmm. I had built-in platonic male relationships. So I wasn't, like, starved for this male attention. Yeah. I saw how disgusting guys can be. I hear the stuff they can talk about. Her brothers are pretty gross. But on the other side, <laughs> I know how wonderful they can be, too. So, yeah. like, it's hard when you hear women saying really shitty things about men all of the time. When you're like, yeah. well, I mean, I know men that are great who take oh, care of I their families. Let me finish. I'm sorry. Because I'm going to agree with you. Okay. You can do that. <laughs> but I do feel like um, I think that there's some value there when you are prioritizing, you know, pl platonic relationships because you learn so much about um, the opposite sex. And you really realize, I mean, at the end of the day, we want the same things. Um, sometimes it it's in a different way. You know what I mean? Almost yeah. like I'm not to be corny about like love languages, but everybody takes in things differently. So I think when you approach somebody just as a person first, mm -hmm. that's going to be, you know, that, that totally that book and that approach totally mm -hmm. dating became fun. And I went on like yeah. 150 as first dates be. and it was not about mm -hmm. sex. It was, Do it I was like just you. fun. Like me. Right. Yeah. It was, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what were you going to say to support my point? I was just going to say... <laughs> Tell me why I'm right. I yeah. feel like the key for male-female relationships is you just have really low expectations because men and women are just very different. Like, men are just... They just do such weird things, and I don't know how they get there, and it's just, wow. it's just so frustrating. <laughs> a lot of times, it's like, you know what? I think I'm going to curl up at home with a good book. But yeah. see, if you have more platonic <laughs> male relationships, yeah. you understand some I of that stuff I feel like that's more. my fault, though. I'm not saying this. It's no fault. I think you've been... Like, I, 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 no uh, I was out with a girl once, and she goes, I can tell you have a sister. You just it, know because you just can feel it. it's yeah. such she's a like gift, you treat you treat me well and like guys that don't have person. sisters or you have a sister you treat women very well I have four sisters you, you oh. wow you treat them four times I didn't it's realize it was four person. I have four any brothers uh one I have two brothers okay I have two brothers nice yeah. yeah 
So yeah, I think it's just it, it's a it's a rare gift, and I never yeah. and I always appreciate it. That I always notice like women who aren't around men that they have platonic relationships. It's the, it's a different energy you're giving off that you're not even aware of sometimes, and it's the same on the other side. I yeah. feel like I will say like because like I weirded like uh, even my girlfriends out because I'm willing to have platonic relationships with other because I'm used to having this. Yeah, it, it, my current wife was just like I can't believe you're hanging out with these women. Like why? They're just my friends, mm-hmm. you know. And and uh, it took it's like, a while. These hussies want <laughs> Reagan kind of has that where Reagan's like you talk to so many girls. I'm like, but yeah. these are people. These are not. These are platonic. That listen, we weren't mm-hmm. we weren't having sex when I was single and available. We're right. not. They're right definitely now. not going to do that now. Well, okay, I can't I use that. Men, <laughs> but a thing I often hear from men too, and why they have anxiety about their you know wife or girlfriend having male friends is that they're just waiting for. Because it was on some podcast the other day oh, where they they were like, "Call your male friend now and tell him you broke up with me and see what he says." You saw that, and it was like you finally left that. You know, and I was like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. it's um." It can but, be, it can be okay. that, but sometimes I don't know. Some me, I'm women too are old like now, that. I think. I ha- some women are like that. <laughs> so for friends. April Fool's Thank Day, my wife did that on Facebook and put it like we broke up, and I instantly had two female friends call me, and it was just like, oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta let them go. <laughs> That is maybe that's the flip side of the coin. They know how great you are, but I mean, at the same time, you still have control over whether or not that is. So that's all I'm saying. You still have the autonomy to say, okay. But like, you know, never let you down, books. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Except sometimes they do. Sometimes they're terrible. I was like, yeah, I've had terrible books. (laughs) What's the last like book you had to just like put down? It was like I can't finish this. I can't finish this. This is just uh, terrible. I'd have to look at my good reads. Do you walk out of movies? I know. I just learned oh. there are some people who don't walk out of movies, like if they're bad. Oh. Everybody should know this. If you're sitting through a movie and you hate it, you can get up and leave and get your money back. <laughs> I will get up, refill my popcorn, and just try to give that movie a chance. Okay, but you're a Spartan. You're like I'm. I'm, I'm but yeah, I have gotten this. up and like walked out of movies. Do you yeah. get the money back? What from? Oh yeah, I usually just ask if I can watch a different different movie. Oh, oh you're, I see. You're a nice guy here. I read like the the intro and maybe the first chapter. There's a lot of books that I'm at 25 percent on or 10 percent on okay. that I just I'm not going back to. You know, if I finish a book, it's four or five stars. Like you know, okay. unless it's really short. But okay. yeah. All right. Well, we should start wrapping up. Tell okay. people where they can follow you both. How could, shameless self promotion. I think you should do it because she. This is who's going to be answering you if you reach That's out. That's probably <laughs> true, you guys. Um, you guys can reach out to us. Um, I would say IG is a good place to start. The Fat Podcast, also on um, YouTube. We have a link tree on both of those. You guys click that. Everything that we're attached to. I think you can find us just about anywhere except for SoundCloud. Yeah, so just search here, yeah, the yeah. Fat Podcast, guys. Yeah, holler at us. Let us know yeah. if there's some stuff you want us to review. Come over our way. Um, Harry asked me what episode should I start with. I, of course, said mine. Yeah. Um, ah. And then I said Dion. But mm-hmm. what, what would you recommend one. if you're gonna if you're gonna recommend if a podcast? We reviewed X Men Unlimited. Um, I can't remember which one, what the number was, but it was would you recommend September. that one? Because that that series I've made yeah, fun I of was, for I, years. I'm gonna get your information and I'll send you the link to that <laughs> one. Make it super easy for you. For years, yeah, yeah. It, it will well, be tolerating like, her talking about it. They had like sad Cyclops on it, you know. Which it, it was. <laughs> um, it's it's a good one though. I have to. Oh no no yeah yeah I got it yeah okay yeah please send me. I want to no, see a nerd no. make fun of another nerd. That'd be great. Yes. Nerd fight. Nerd fight. All right, Harry. Final thoughts. Let's see. One thing I wanted to do is say that uh, 
the thing that helps me go through and chug through books is right. because uh, I get up at 4 a.m. every day, and that's oh, my no. time that I get up and read. Um, okay. So I get, it's, I can easily get the dish, either unload or load the dishwasher, start coffee, and just sit down on my couch or go in my room and just read a book. It's mm-hmm. easier because the world's asleep, everything's yeah, like yeah. that. And then I can drink coffee and go somewhere and leave the room because I, you know, probably would have been divorced if I sat and tried to read a book in the uh, bedroom because, like, yeah. the, with the light being on, my wife yeah. wants to like, yeah, turn, I, this, turn this light off. I always, like, the writer. The writers are always like, I get up at 5.30 and have two uninterrupted hours. And I'm like, it's yeah, great. but I, I just... Can't do it. I gotta, I gotta sleep. sleep. <laughs> it's so. I gotta work too. It's magical. Mm-hmm. Then I usually hit like so. I'm at um because so uh, LA Fitness and like I'll go to hot yoga early in the morning too. Oh, right. It's, it's okay, there. Harry, you're super healthy. We get it. He is. He's very well balanced. He's a very good friend because he's like a good constant. He's a good dad. He's a good husband. He's always like, "This is the moral thing that you should have done." Now apologize to your co-host. <laughs> That's right. You do. Yeah. We do. We I, I, try, that. I try to be. <laughs> That's honorable. Trying That's is up. important. Yeah. All right. Well, if you like this podcast, then please share it. That is the best thing that you can do for any content creator. We thank you so much for listening here to We Are Libertarians on the Chris Spangle Show. And we will see you again in a couple weeks. Thanks. Bye, guys.